Hey, good morning, Highland Park Church family and anyone listening online, wherever you are, welcome. It's good to be with you. My name is Brian. I'm on staff with Highland Park, and we've been going through this great letter of 2 Thessalonians, and we gave you the three C's that we want you to hear from God and pass along to others in your relationships that you would commend people, you would comfort them, and you would challenge them. And hey, guess what? We got a bonus C for you today. Just because it's today and just because we like you, one extra C for you today. And if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, and the word that we want to give you today is compel. Because God wants to compel you to action, and we want to encourage you to compel others to action as well. I was jogging down the Mingo Trail just by my house. I've jogged down it hundreds of times, but this time it stopped me in my tracks. You'll see this picture. This picture I took because I noticed some, some other people who had stopped. A guy had gotten on his bicycle and he was looking across the fence and I saw all of this color and I realized across this fence, across this creek, was a memorial to the two tiny little children who meandered through a hole in the fence into the creek, were washed away. They drowned right next to there. Their bodies washed down the creek. Suddenly my jog that I was enjoying wasn't enjoyable anymore. I stood there and just kind of looked and I saw you know, the balloons and the handwritten notes. I saw people standing and hugging. I saw what looked like family members being interviewed by a news channel. I saw a lady going around trying to repair a few places in the fence so another child could not wander out. And I remember thinking that that thing we've all thought before when a tragedy strikes of like, what if? And I just remember thinking like, what if? Like, what if I could have just been jogging here and I right at the same time and I could have seen those kids and I could have got across the creek and I, and I could have helped them. But we know that's not a fair thing to think about. You have to kind of just stop that tape as Dave tells me and throw it out of your mind. It's not a fair thing to think about. We can't go back in time. But I tell you what, there are children right now who need your love, who need your supervision, there are parents right now who have struggles in their life and they need a loving family, a loving friend to come alongside them and watch their kids for them sometimes. They need uh, you to be involved in their life. They need you to help them, to care for them. We, we can't go back in time and change what happened there. But you better believe that God wants to compel us to action because there are children who need you now. There are families who need you now. 99 years ago, you see a picture of this neighborhood in the Greenwood neighborhood known as Black Wall Street, just down by the ballpark. You know, this neighborhood was the wealthiest uh, black owned with businesses and homes neighborhood in the in the whole country. It was thriving theaters and churches and hotels and business and people coming and going. 
And as I hope you know the story by now, 99 years ago was burnt to the ground as racism poured through the hearts of a mob and bullets poured out of their guns. Hundreds of people dead, thousands of homes and businesses destroyed, 30 square blocks, left in ruined, smoldering. If you've never been down to Reconciliation Park, you should go. Go take it in and read the stories. Sit and be still by the fountain. That happened and I, I would like to think, I would like to think that if I would have been there in that moment at that time, that I, I would have run to help. That I would have stood between a gun and an innocent civilian like the doctor who walked out, hands up and got shot down anyway. I would like to think that I would have done the right thing, but I'll never know because we can't go back in time. But I'll tell you what we can know. There are people of color who need a friend today. There is somebody different than you, from a different background, a different culture. Maybe they speak a different language. Maybe they haven't been here very long. Maybe they just they think differently than you in every other way. And I'm telling you, you could build a bridge. There's work to be done. I think that God would want to compel you today to not sit back and wait for the next tragedy where you can lightly engage and then disengage again the rest of your life, but to lean into friendships and to relationships and to know people and just to listen and listen and listen and listen in humility and to encourage and to foster hope in a really hopeless world. Today we're praying that the Holy Spirit will compel us into action. So 2 Thessalonians is our text. I hope you're ready to be compelled. Verse 1. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. Our world does need fences to be repaired, physical fences so kids won't wander into a creek. Our world does need better laws and better training better structures and systems, and all of that. What our world most needs is the message of the Lord that it may spread rapidly. That's what the text says. But did you catch what it says? That it may spread rapidly and be honored. It's one thing to hear the message of Christ. It's another thing to honor it. Are you honoring the message of Christ? Are you living that out? Are you reading about Jesus and patterning your life after him? Because that's what God requires. During this pandemic, I would guess that you've met some new people because people have been outside, they've been walking, bicycling, and uh, maybe on their front porch or they're uh, maybe sitting in, uh, on a porch swing. You've probably met some new people. And I have four words for you. Do not stop there. Do not stop just with the hello. Do not stop just with a, a nod as you walk by. Do not stop there. I, I think that God would want to compel us to lean into deeper friendships. 
That means that you keep going by, you get to know their name, you begin to pray for them, you begin to listen to their story. You invite them over to your porch to sit and visit. You're gonna get turned down a couple times, but people will say yes way more than you expect. People are hungry for friendships. But, but God is compelling us to spread the message of Christ rapidly. So, so don't let it be enough that you're the friendly neighbor who waves. You be the friendly neighbor who gets to know people and gets to care for them and listen to them and to have the opportunity to pray for them, to share the hope that you have in Jesus with them. Maybe they're gonna end up on your back patio watching the online service next week with you. But do not stop with, with where you are in your new friendships and your new acquaintances and your hellos. Lean into this. I wanna pause just right now for the live service. I'm gonna ask you, type in the name of somebody you've met over the last couple months. And, and as you type that in, just read the other names and we're just gonna take 30 seconds right now, type in names, we're gonna pray for one another. I know the timing is off on this just by a few seconds, but that's okay. Look at the other names and would you just be praying for those names? God, for every name getting typed in right now, I pray for the person who typed it in that they would take next steps to get to know them better, to listen to them, to be able to offer prayer, to be able to offer to share the hope that they have in you. God, you are compelling us into these types of actions today. Don't let us wimp out. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ compels us to spread the message. Let's read on, verse two. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. For not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Paul says, we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing uh, and will continue to do the things we have commanded. And brothers and sisters, I want to compel you to do the things that God commands with or without a pandemic, with or without a church building, with or without in-person gatherings. Do the things that Christ commands. My guess is that if you struggle making disciples in your neighborhood or on your driveway, you're not going to do much better making disciples in a church building. So get your practice now. Make disciples now. Pray for people now. Offer to care for people now so that, so that this isn't wasted time. I don't want this time to be wasted. It may be great time for you to make disciples. I, I look forward to us being together in person in larger and larger groups. But until that time comes, do not waste it. We are commanded to make disciples. And the text goes on to warn against idleness. You can spell idle two different ways, and God actually warns against both. Don't make your work an idol. Some people make their work an idol. I-D-O-L. They begin to worship the money. Uh, 
on the upward trajectory, always getting ahead, getting ahead, getting ahead more and more and more and more. And that becomes their greatest goal in life. Don't make your work an idol, I-D-O-L, but also don't be idle in your work, I-D-L-E. In other words, lazy. Don't be lazy. When you work, set a good example. Show other people how to work hard. Do your best. It doesn't mean that you work you know, 24-7 and don't have any rhythms in life, but when you're working, work hard. This will train you to also work hard in the work of ministry, in the work of discipleship with your family and in your neighborhood. Don't be lazy. Don't sit around. There's way too much that needs to be done to be sitting around. For crying out loud, we got a pandemic going on. We, we have um, uh, racial unrest in our country. There's too much that needs to be done. The work of the gospel, the gospel is our hope. Christ is our hope. So there's much to be done. Don't be idle. Don't be just sitting around. Do good things. Wherever you are right now, I just want you to repeat the words of verse five after me. I'll say a line and then you say it. Wherever you are, by yourself, in a group, with your family, wherever. Here we go. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Now I want you to repeat verse 13 after me, wherever you are. Here it is. Never tire of doing what is good. I've needed to hear that. To be real honest with you, I've been really tired at times the last couple months. I, I, I would encourage you, if, if you know other people around you who are in ministry, they're probably tired. And beyond ministry, no matter what their walk of life is, I bet you they're tired too. These have been tiring times. A lot of people are tired. Let me tell you about one group of people who are especially tired right now. It's our brothers and sisters of color. I've talked to friend after friend after friend after friend who has expressed how tired they are of injustice. And, and they've told me stories that I have never personally experienced, but I believe them because they are my friends. I believe them because friend after friend after friend after friend has told me similar stories of being mistreated because of the color of their skin. Similar stories of uh, somebody getting scared and calling the cop because they were doing something as terrible as filling up their gas tank and then getting handcuffed. Similar stories, being passed over for job promotions, of being talked about at school. I know that this may not be your experience, but I want you to listen to the cries of our brothers and sisters who are saying, we are so tired of this. I talked to one friend this week and he just began weeping. I'm so, I'm so tired of fighting this fight. I'm so worn out. And he told me that some of his, of his ministry friends of color had been in a meeting recently and, 
And they were so frustrated and so angry that so many people were not listening to them, that so many people were dismissing them and saying, I don't believe what you're saying. I don't really think it's true. I think you're over-exaggerating. And we're doing nothing to speak for them that this group of, of friends had just said, we are done trying to reach out to the white church. We're just done with it. We can't handle it anymore. And my friend, with tears coming down his cheeks, said, I understand how they feel, but I also understand the words of Scripture. Never tire of doing what is good. And so he looked at us and he said, I'm with you, brothers. I'm with you, sisters. This is difficult, grueling work. The work of caring for people in the midst of injustice. But we're not going to give up. I talked to a friend who is in law enforcement. And he talked about how tiring it is when, when there are difficult and even dangerous situations. And you know what a good verse for him is? Never tired, never tired of doing what is good. And you know what a good verse for you is today? Never tire of doing what is good. I pray that you would hear God compelling you to do good works. Now, you don't do good works in order to be saved. You can't do enough good works for God to save you. Your sin's too bad. Don't do good works so that God might like you. He already loves you. Don't do good works so that, you know, you can be better than the next person or compare yourself to someone else. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. God loves us so we get to do good works. It's a great joy and a great privilege to do good. Because God loves us, he showed us the way and he's commanded us, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the second greatest command. At Highland Park, our vision is to help people love God and love others and serve together. So we wanna ask you, would you hear God compelling you to do good works? We've heard story after story of Highland Park people not growing tired of doing good over this difficult season. Don't get, don't get too tired now. You may need to take some Sabbath breaks. You should weekly. You need to spend time with God to get refueled. You should. You need to spend time with brothers and sisters. You should. But don't get tired of doing good. You fill yourself up with God's love so that you can express that love to other people. And here's the next step you can take. Not only does God want to compel you, to keep doing good works, but God wants you to compel other people. So you bring other people with you. Say, hey, do you wanna do this? Say, hey, do you wanna care for this person? Hey, do you wanna meet this need with me? You compel other people for good works. And ultimately, we pray that our good works could just give people a glimpse of the good work of Jesus Christ. It would be a way for us to say, let me tell you about the good work, the one great good work. Jesus Christ came and lived and loved and died on a cross for our sins, the greatest work ever done. But death did not defeat him, he rose again. And so death is defeated and we can have life with Jesus now Although life is still a struggle, we can have God with us and then in eternity, perfection. And we long for that day 
where there will only be goodness. But in the meantime, we long for God. If you have never said yes to Jesus and to the great work that he wants to do in your life and that he's already done on the cross, today could be your day. Would you say yes? Would you click that button that comes up on the live service to say, yes, I want to follow Jesus? Or, or would you click and say, hey, I would like somebody to pray with me? We would encourage you to do that. And maybe you're following Jesus, but you've gotten a little bit lazy and you've heard God's voice in these last few moments compelling you to good works. I wanna ask you to ask for prayer. We have people who are standing by that would love to pray with you. And when we ask people to pray for us, that gets people behind us and pushing us forward. And it lets us cry out with others to pray with God. So I wanna ask you, would you request prayer in these moments? Maybe even let people know somebody that they can pray for with you, a neighbor, a friend, in which you need to be doing good works in their lives so they can see God's goodness. Let's pray, and you can request prayer, but I want to say a prayer for all of us in these moments. God, thank you for your great good works. We can't do anything that's good apart from you, but you've given us this great privilege and this great joy to serve you. And so we pray against laziness. We also pray against the idea that we can do something good in order to be saved. But we pray that you would help us to know that you allow us to do good works that you've prepared in advance for us to do. Lord, we don't want to miss them. God, I pray that, that your love could be unleashed through every person listening right now even this very day. And it would spread like wildfire, drawing people to your goodness and the hope we have in Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.